that. And she's like, you. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you got the water and everything. You look so official. It makes me less nervous. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording, by the way. Hello. Great. Yeah, we've been recording for a little while. Uh, <laughs> so this is basically what you're in for. We're going to have a conversation. You guys know. I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I do want to do a welcome back to everyone listening. And I want to welcome Brianna and Monique to the show, Working Title Podcast. And you want to know what I think the easiest icebreaker opener is to continue James's initial questions of Brianna what is creativity to you no prep zero prep what is creativity to you doesn't need to be a crazy explanation but what is creativity to you creativity is kind of like freedom for so many years in school I was never allowed to be creative it was always like numbers and formulas and everything like that and then I got into college and I felt like actually free because I could create and have an open mind about everything. And that's what college has been for me. And it feels really freeing. Freedom. That's awesome. Freedom. Freedom. I like that. Yeah, we should note that you are currently still in school. Yes. And what are you in school for? Um, I graduated in three years from Quinnipiac with my bachelor's degree in advertising and integrated communications. And I am finishing grad school for my fourth year in interactive media and communications. Well, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. You finished school, but you're yes. an overachiever, like <laughs> so many of us, and you're like, no, I'm going to do more school. <laughs> in four years, I'm going to leave here with a master's, is, is what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, I literally did 18 months accelerated program, associate's degree, right? In and out, boom, cool, I'm good to go. Thanks, I got it. I'm ready. Give me the real world. I think the funniest thing about me is in media, like after I got it with my bachelor's, I worked with like 10 people who had their associates. I'm like, why did I just waste <laughs> years to end up in the same place? Yeah, you didn't need, yeah, you didn't need those. <laughs> I mean, there are value and benefits to others. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not this guy. <laughs> Mo, same question to you. What is creativity to you? I think creativity is trying to take an intangible idea and express it. It's not fully logical. Creativity is expression. I like that. And for context for those watching now, but also for those that are listening, uh, Monique is someone that we've worked with for what, four or five years now? Has it been no. five years? Three no years? It, when did, it was 2018, I thought, right? I thought that was Jarlsberg. 2018? Was it? I think it was 2018. I think it was 20 I'm going to say it was 2018. I started 2019. It was 2020. before my time, <laughs> and that count. relationship was established. So yeah. I, I'd say at least 2018 was when Jarlsberg was so It's 2018. So that was the first shoot that Monique was invited to, right? I was yeah. producing that, and I found you through a friend, a mutual friend. Uh, so Mo, among other things, is a food stylist. That's primarily how we've been working with you, but we've also made you a model, right? You're going to be a hand model later today. Um <laughs> We literally were like, hey, Mo, last minute, we're pulling you in on this podcast. So there's also that, right? Podcast personality, model, uh, food stylist, former tattoo artist, fine art painter. Yo, I was looking at some of your acrylic stuff. It's dope. Anyway, sorry, side, <laughs> side note. Um, just all-around artist photographer, right? You just launched a new website. You want to talk about the launch of your new website? You should. Was it, was it a complete pain in the ass? No. You know, I worked on the website for like a year. Yeah. So it was all that pent up, not telling many people about it, and then finally being like, well, I can't just hold it in. I just have to blast it out, launch it. Like, it's not going to be finished. It's never going to be finished. Work in progress. Yeah, a complete work in progress. And it's just what it is. It's like a, an ongoing online gallery Love portfolio. How did that life transition happen from tattoo artist to food stylist? Good question. Or when, was there anything in between, or was that like a... 
180 pivot? I did not know what I wanted to do for college. I just took general studies. And along the way, I've always done commission paintings. And a friend suggested, why don't you do tattooing? Like, it goes hand in hand. You do illustrations, too. So I did tattooing. I apprenticed for a few years. And I just didn't like it enough. So then I was like, let me get into pastries. (laughs) (laughs) The natural transition. Well, actually, after that. Making me hungry. (laughs) Well, I went from tattooing to being like uh, an accounting receptionist. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then like a jewelry model. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was for like vintage stuff and. Cool. Yeah. Hands and toes, ears. Ears, neck, fingers. Whole gambit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that makes sense. It, you should see when Mo does, like, she knows how to, like, do, like, the hand gesture. She knows how to, like, like ballet hands. Like, yeah. always, like, Mo, well, can you I hold this thing? Ballet. And she, I did, like, did you do ballet. I did, like, Did you do ballet, too? See? I did 10 years of dancing. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that, too. Just just every life. Bit. Right, right. Oh I just yeah. don't know what Do you know how to fly a plane? <laughs> No, I would not be surprised. Been, yo, that would have been so dope if you were like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> no, I got like my license surprising. years ago. Amateur no aviation. But yeah, so all around creative person, artist, beloved.net for those that are curious if you want to take a look at some dope work. Also, if you want to see me featured, right? I was interviewed, so no big deal. Um, but yes, beloved.net. Yeah, a, a good mixture of people on, on today. Oh, for sure. Dude, come on through. Come on. It's all good. We're trying to make this feeling look like a... We got got camera rolling over there. Ambiance is going. This is like a thing. We're just doing it. Is this a photo? We're just making content, baby. Podcasting. I'm just coming back in the box because I already have your... No, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Things happen on WSD day. WSD. GDS day. Uh, Wait, you want to talk about that? GSD. GSD. Is it GDS? Game show? GSD. What's GDS? What's up, Pete? We're podcasting. Getting that content, that rich, rich content with video. Saturated. Blasted. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is what we're doing. GSD, baby. GSD. Coming at you. So, GSD, um, get. Can we say shit? Wait, are we explicit? We sugar. We're explicit. Can we be explicit. Get sugar done. Yes, we can. Get stuff get, done. Get shit done. Get shit, right? get shit done. done. So if you're not familiar with GSD, I think there's books written on it, right? Productivity books, get shit done, right? I but, thought when you guys were doing your bullet bourbon thing over there, I was like, is it is it get shit face drunk? Nah. Is that what this day stands for? Oh, that's for? nice. How we interpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. one on Dan earlier. He liked it, too. That was good. <laughs> that's you got to rework the material, yeah, right? See how, it, it. I can try see how it flies. Could do it. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Do you do that as well? Because I know I do it, and clearly you do it. Oh, yeah. Like when you I tell a joke, right? I know, Mo, you must because you love dad jokes. Where, like, you'll dad tell jokes. a joke, and you know what? You tell a joke, and it doesn't get the laugh you want, you're like, shit. And then you can't tell it again because they heard it. Yeah. <laughs> or then it's like, people. all right, well, now I need different people. But, like, ah, shit, this person was in the crowd from the last crowd. I was like, oh, I got to say it again because I got fresh faces. <laughs> so you just you rework the material. You try yeah, to get bigger. Or just take it from someone else and say it louder. Yeah. That is an absolute thing. Oh, yeah. If you say something and no one laughs, I'm like, oh, that was a good line. I'm just going to say it louder. That's something I used to do me. all the time as a kid. And everyone would look at me and be like, why did you just say what I said but louder? I'm like, because no one heard you. Right. And they thought it was so funny. And yeah. it came it from me. It deserves the Not credit me. that you tried to give it, but I'm going to take it. I give it ownership, right. Yeah. You were quiet. I'm going to be louder. Yeah. So be louder next you time and they'll hear you. You the site work, don't you? That sucks. Yeah. 
it ends everything so that's <sighs> see to. i love not i've said this before i love knowledge i hate school i shouldn't say i hate school i just dislike school school doesn't work well for me knowledge give it to me give me all the knowledge give me anything you can and i actually when i went to that 18 month program i i was so into it because the teachers that we had were like no bullshit it's like i work freelance doing graphic design here are the things that i use mm-hmm. learn these things i'm going to teach you these things oh yeah we got this book i'm supposed to talk to you about this but like let me show you the real world of that so like they cut corners hard like it was it was such a small thing like our our bookstore was in a closet like it was a joke we had cupcake day we had pizza day like cupcake it day. was so sad and i remember like telling other people they're like that's college i'm like yeah right and they're like no what are you doing i'm like that's my college. When you say 18-month program, I just assume you're talking about rehabilitation. Right. I know. <laughs> In a it, way, it might have been. It, you know what? It, I mean, it kind of was. I stopped smoking cigarettes during that time. So there's that because I was motivated. the 18-month program. Yep. I got in early. I stayed late. It was fun. Good times. But yeah, citing yeah. work. Yeah. No, I have to do it for everything. That but I agree what you're saying with like knowledge and school because growing up, I was so into school. I was obsessed with like math class and science class and learning and, you know, getting straight A's. And then I got to college, especially grad school. And they're like, here's a project, but we're going to give you one sentence. Those are all the instructions you're getting. Go ahead. And it's like, I was used to getting like pages of instructions and I get to grad school and they're like, all right, do whatever you want. We have no guidelines no structure yeah but then i still get a grade on it which is kind of annoying because i'm like what are you grading based off if if you're just like do whatever you want so that kind of pisses me off sometimes right like how do you define the grade if, if there's no definition of the work they like give us a rubric after the fact i'm like there was a rubric but you didn't give it to us and now you're grading us there's no direction yeah see i don't like that shit no but to your point right that's life yeah that it's preparing right. me a lot because I don't really get a you lot get of direction. You get a brief from a client and you're going to deliver it and you're like, oh, this wasn't what we were expecting. And back to the drawing board. Yeah. So, right. It sucks you got to get an F to learn yeah. that now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. in reality, that's, that's how it works. It's preparing is, me. I guess that is good because I definitely didn't get that in my 18-month accelerated program. <laughs> without a doubt. No, let alone, you know, year five, six, yeah, of going through and getting that experience. No, I've, I've just always been... I've had that freelance mentality. As soon as I could, I started doing freelance work right out of school. So it was like, that was, I guess, my grad school was making mistakes, yeah. delivering things. People were like, what did I pay you for? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> this, right? See, I'm like the outcast. The creative guy at the Teal desk right now. Oh, but, it, but everyone else went to like a creative outlet and kind of knew you wanted to get into that going into college. And meanwhile, I'm in like business school because I never had like freedom of anything. Everything was very structured yeah. and all that. Did you guys kind of know, or at what age did you know you wanted to be creative? that's the other thing about the education system is like if you do know by age 12 13 you still got to do your sciences your maths your histories like that's where i think college is nice you can start to cherry pick what you actually want to do with your life when you know kind of what that is so did you know going into college that that's the route you wanted to take um i think i knew because my dad was an author growing up he's like you know writes switch career paths And when I was like three years old, I was like writing books and like illustrating them and all that kind of stuff. And going forward, I was always, they always told me you're very creative and that kind of just stuck in my head. And then I went to high school and was in business and I was in my business club and I wanted to be marketing and, or like finance or something. And then when I got to college, I was set on being business. And then I took a graphic design class 
And I was like, I hate business. I don't want to work with numbers. I don't want to be told, like, you know, I want to have creative freedom over all this stuff. And so I tried to switch to graphic design. They didn't let me, whole thing. But I think I knew from a young age. But going into college, I definitely was pressured, you know. Everyone's like, business, business, business. Go to business school. You'll get a good job. You'll make a lot of money. And then I was like, I don't like this. Like, I want to be creative, which is something that I didn't get in business classes. I was in a business class, but I was more focused on like designing the decks and mm. designing the boards when everyone else was working on like the numbers. And which I was is like, still important. Yes, but yeah. I was not interested in that. I was on the other right. side of like, I don't want to touch the numbers. I don't want to talk about all this stuff. Um, I would rather, you know, design and be creative and stuff like that. Yeah. That was I a always, very long answer. I always loved advertising, but when like advertising is position to you in college it's like microeconomics, yeah. macroeconomics market research marketing and i'm like at no point did i touch anything yeah even that's create, creative at all and that's that was like different shifted me into marketing and before i know it i'm like this isn't what i signed up for yeah my school switched it to be like advertising used to be in the business school but they switched it to the communication school so it was more like marketing was getting economics and things like that while advertising was getting you know graphic design classes and you know also strategy classes and stuff like that but they made it more creative and artistic and they kind of separated the two because people don't know the difference between the two I tell them I'm an advertising major and they're like oh so you went to business school and I'm like no I was a communications major and then you know there's a stigma about a communications degree meaning absolutely nothing so (laughs) and I mean basically all degrees in my I mean, opinion is it less sometimes. than like a philosophy degree no right like that it's more similar power, right is it <laughs> it's something that you know athletes pick it all the time because it's like communications really? they're like it's oh, easy you don't really do much and you know it's interesting to most people because they talk you know everyone's like social media that's like what it is it's like not what it is which is which is currently like you know my what's parents like <laughs> what do you do jeff he does he does the internet he does, <laughs> he, does, he, does the, he does the internet he does stuff on the internet well yeah my degree technically was visual communication or Vizcom. That's kind of what my grad program is, interactive media. It's mostly like UX, UI, graphic design, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What about you, Mo? Did you know, or what age did you know, or when? Not even necessarily what age. When did you know? I, like, didn't have a choice. <laughs> I was just born <laughs> For For creativity? Yeah. To just do it? Like, I would paint so, and draw murals, and, like, before I could speak... Like, my life path was, how do I be more normal? Because my brain doesn't think as logically. Like, I didn't finish college because mm. I was just like, I want to do all the other things and what just fuels me. And not that I was bad at it. I get good grades. I mm-hmm. just can't focus on things that don't. You just, right, you're, you're not into it. And, yeah. and I think I, I want to say to a certain extent, I felt very similarly. I don't know if I knew at a certain time like I feel like I want to say like I was a senior in high school when I was like I want to like be creative because there were people that were telling me they're like oh you better do like this for a living I'm like okay like friends friends of mine not there definitely were no um like guidance counselors no my guidance counselor straight up told me it's like you you probably don't really need to go to college like you're not going to get into anything like you go to a community college if you want I'm like if I want did you would you not suggest that I do this like (laughs) I don't want to do any of this it's like it was just such a weird conversation that I had where I was like, oh, I'm a loser. Cool. <laughs> it was I frustrating. I, get, I was like C's. I was C's. Me. I was C's. Um, no, when I went to VizCom, I was 
I had a 4.03 GPA. Like I was, I was setting curves because that's what made sense yeah. to me. All this other shit made no sense to me at all. So to me, like I think about, there wasn't a time in my childhood where I can't reflect back on just drawing and doodling and like making, wanting to, like even Legos I think was the first time where I was like, oh, this is amazing. Really? So like that creativity I felt like was always there. But I think I was a senior in high school when I was like, oh, this is what, this is how I want to do this. What about you? I still don't know what I want to do. No? You still figuring <laughs> no, it out? 30, I have no idea what I want to do. You'll get there. This is part of it, I think. This is a little bit. I think <laughs> I'd say you're pretty good. Actually, can we talk about some of your your recent successes? I have recent successes. I yeah. mean, <laughs> contributions, maybe not successes. I'm Two. not going to necessarily give you a, a trophy. <laughs> um, but so do we have a teal? If you have a teal trophy, I would accept it. I mean, I would say <laughs> this little elephant butt. Um, no, I guess then maybe it's uh, your department's success. Oh yes, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. did have a very good Black Friday Cyber Monday week. So a lot of our clients. How crazy. I was actually talking about this with Dan. Dan's also in the media uh, department. So I was actually talking about this while we were playing pickleball. No big deal. For anyone that wants to join pickleball, hit me up. We play on Tuesdays. Did I? Is that what he said? I mean, on a bum ankle, though. So I like to play. And and if I'm honest, he was on a bum ankle and I was holding back a little bit. I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. Because you know what? I got feedback from Dre that when I play with Dre and Dre's like, this dude just came out at 110%. I'm like, all right, I take the feedback. My whole back. Anyway, I love pickleball. Side note, we were talking about the fact that it's interesting in this company, the shifts in chaos, right? And by chaos, I mean just busy work, right? That, you know, I'm going to be busy before you because I have to make the content. I have to talk about making the content. Now we have to make the content. Now we have to edit the content. Now it's on you. Now I'm, I'm down. Now it's on you. You now have to distribute that content, right? So how crazy is it to get out everything for Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Like, talk us through that. I mean, it depends. It depends on client catalogs. Like, we work with a lot of different people from small startups who have six, seven products used to large challenger brands that have 200-plus products. So, I mean, first of all, you want to identify what the, the key sellers are. You're probably not going to have an ad for every product. You can make general ads. You can make product-specific ads. Some of our clients like to focus on this most popular. Others like to focus on this isn't our most popular, but it has the best profit margin. So mm. getting that feedback... Obviously, there's nothing that we prefer to release for the first time the day of Black Friday. Sometimes that's the case where people like to couple a limited release or new release with the holiday. We like to just give ourselves a little bit of a leeway. You don't want to be learning about your audience and learning about your product in the most important time of your year. No, you want to make sure you're you're hitting those numbers. Yeah, so what we luckily we have clients that are pretty receptive to a lot of what we do, and we suggested, hey, you know, start these sales earlier. People are already freaking out because of distribution problems. They're going to be looking to spend that money. And, you know, we're going to spend the same amount of money from if we do Friday to Monday or if we did the previous Monday to Monday. It just gives us a little bit longer of a runway. Make those learnings. Get a head start on what everyone else is doing. Inventory is a little cheaper. So luckily all our clients were open to it. We think that played a key role in what made that eventual Friday through Monday so successful. And we did see early successes as well. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize, and I'm losing my, losing my train of thought on it, but there was something I was going to say. Um, oh, is, is there's some clients who also feel like they're leaving revenue on the table by saying, like, okay, we want to start on Friday, and if we start on Monday, that's four days of full-price products that we lose. But everyone kind of knows the deal at this point. Like, yeah. If I get to the Monday before Thanksgiving and I want something, and it's not like – dire need that I have it, like food tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not buying it. You probably wait three or four days to know that it's going to inevitably go on sale. So they all understood that, and that helped us as well. So 
all in all, yeah, we saw career weeks for, for two of our biggest clients. Um, one doubled the revenue again year over year that we tripled the year before. Yeah, so no big deal. Span, That's like God. Five, six X for what they did uh, in 2019, which was great. Um, and another client, they came to us in 2019. I want to say they did like 350K in 2019 in total in e-com revenue. That got up to 1.1 million last year, and we've already eclipsed 2 million with a month to go. Wow. So, oh my God. Really good on that front. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of different strategies with Black Friday sales. I think some people try to get fancy with it. I think at the base of it, just do something that's very straightforward and gives people true value. So, like, you can come off pretty easily knowing what clients are like trying to have a nice deal and which ones are kind of penny pitching a little bit. Yeah. Like we just do a lot of us, you know, 25% off, 20% off store wide, no limits. I come across some ads where you could just tell like a brand is like 15% off if you spend $200. Yes. Yeah, and at that it. point it's like, I know you're trying to participate in black Friday, but it's but lame. You're coming off as like a struggling business in my opinion, by doing that. Right. 10% off 10% off. That's, that's barely a percent off. Stop yeah. it. It's like, unless you're like a luxury brand, like Gucci, like fine, right. you're established. We get it. You don't need this. That's not you don't need you do. this. Right. No, field you're going to sell. Regardless. No. Right. But there's other brands. There's context. Like, it just comes off like you're struggling and you're afraid to take that hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, maybe business don't realize that, but that's my first perception when I put my mind in the mind of the consumer first. So right. don't go minimums. Obviously, free shipping is always crucial. It doesn't really have to be that fancy. And not to put it back on you, but mm. with all the limitations from uh, iOS put in place in April, the creative is honestly going to – it was 50% of success, I'd say, two years ago. I'd say it's as important as like 75 80% now. Yeah. Like my job, there's a finite amount of things we can or can't do. Right. Creative is boundless, and that grab is – Probably, the, I would say it's the most important in present day that it's ever been because of the limitations that have been put on targeting. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's no shortage of creativity that's happening, whether it's just people grabbing their phone, making stuff. I mean, today we were doing a lot of spec work to in, twofold, right? You know, whether it's creating spec to then actually present for a pitch or it's creating spec to flex that muscle, right? To, yeah. to figure out how to, how can we do this? Or today's day was all about what if, right? So on set, when you're actually shooting, you don't always have time for what ifs because it's like, no, we have a structure, we have a schedule, we have a shot list, we need to stick to it. But on a day like today, when we don't have that, it's what if we did this? What if we did this? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's grab it. We were talking about, we put that light underneath. Bree, put the light underneath. What mm-hmm. if we did this? Like this, like this? No, like that. Yeah, hold that. Boom. That's great. And sometimes that happens on set. But yeah, you want to be able to make sure you have that, call it play time or that exploration time so that when you come and you say, hey, we need something, it's like, oh, I did this thing. It would be perfect for this. There was techniques that I work on, and when you start to realize that, oh, I can use that as a way to transition from this to this, that'll work perfectly here. Great. I'm glad I explored that. So for me, that's that's where I do my testing, right? That's my A-B testing is yeah. like this setup versus this setup, like this lighting and this lighting, or do we add motion, do we not, all that stuff. I think we have like two extremes. Like a lot of what I do, there obviously there's ways to get creative from a advertising standpoint and targeting standpoint, but why I came here is the time was creative. So the better I can learn that stuff, the more I can – commit to that stuff, the more I can be a help there. That's where I think I make a difference in this role. Media, when we have no control or say over creative, there's just so many repetitive things we do for every client and right. yeah, hope it works, hope it doesn't. The product matters a ton, the creative matters a ton. We have a little bit more control here. And you know, Pete and Dave have 
given us the liberty to really control a lot of the companies we work for. So, you know, if something doesn't feel like a good fit, we're not going to take the business, which is great. So there's my extreme that's, there's these finite amount of options I have to do. There's you where I feel like there's, you know, there's a lot of techniques that are best practices, but you can still mm -hmm. get creative in camera work. And then for you, I think it's just like boundless. Like when you just look at straight art, I always found that the most fascinating is like, how do you go into a new piece of art knowing that you can still be creative? Like, and I know that's a tough question to articulate in word, but that's always like, I can be creative here, but there's nothing in my head that can guarantee that I can repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And that scares the hell out of me, but that probably excites you. For both. So are you like asking like, yeah, like, how, how, do you like, how do you just maintain go into creativity? creative process? Cause I think there's like, there are probably some techniques and repetitive things you can have, but as a full creative that's, you know, drawing or doing tattoos or something like that, that's a little more abstract. Like, how do you make sure that you're going to find that idea for the next piece of art that's going to be different? Because you're kind of, in a I way, it's coming out of thin air. <laughs> I don't I know. know. It's, it's an Can I, so, so actually, I wanna, I'm going to not answer for you, but I want to describe Mo on set, right? When you're styling, so much of, and even like a technique that I'll refer to, when you're not around, it's like, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to, I don't really say mow it, but like, I'm going to do it the way Mo would. And you'll take something, you'll just kind of drop it on there and see how it falls. And you're like, no, it wasn't a good drop. Pick it back up drop it again. Ooh, that's better. Let me move this over here. Like you work in this controlled chaos. That That's how I think about a lot of the times and especially your style in general, right? Um, and again, if you go to belove.net, you'll notice that there is a lot of that controlled chaos, but that was what Jarlsberg saw and was like, yes, this is what we want. So that's why you came on board was that controlled chaos. And it was funny actually when they were there and it was almost like when we were building the set, right? And we had stuff set up. Um, Mo like still had to like get things and that you know client was kind of making comments like hold on wait 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 Mo's coming right back hold on and then you come in there and you do it and they're like oh yes that's amazing I'm like yeah just give her a second she'll get it there right <laughs> so there's that right is that is that fair and safe to say just like throw it out the wall and figure it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit she would stay. I, I think it's about just trying first and foremost and then refining yeah. like there's I don't know if that answers your question. I don't, I don't think I don't it's know. an easy question to answer. I probably should have gave it to you like a week ago to think about it. is a tough thing to answer. And I, I asked Ray that at the same time. Like, you guys are so creative, but like, that was always the biggest fear with me when you looked at creativity and design. It's like, you have a success. What do I do to recreate that success and recreate that success for 25, 35, 45 years? I hope it don't scare you out of your profession. No. <laughs> but no. It's, it's this, is sure. this is all she knows, Jeff. This is all she knows. And I wish it's something I could do better. No, there's a, a good quote by Maya Angelou. I'm going to botch it up. Let me, let me look it up. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look it up. What was your breakthrough food that, like, there had to be, like, a food, was it, like, a cheese wheel or, like, a burger you prepped? Like, what food prep just made you love it or made you feel like you could have success in that field? I didn't know. I to this just, day, there still isn't one that sticks out? No, because I've always just, like, my family were all foodies. And, so it's everything. Okay, so when I was in pastry school, I got into photography. That's why I didn't finish it, because I got so <laughs> sidetracked. And then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you, you went with one thing in mind, you got sidetracked and switched completely. I was like, let me combine the two. Like, maybe right. it will, like, kind of come full circle, so I'm not just, like, wasting just all the directions um well sorry my, my answer, yeah, yeah go ahead no and and, I, and i'll also say you keep looking it up i don't know if you, I, you I got or it. you found it's, it. oh go ahead go so ahead so simple it's um referring to creativity you can't use up creativity the more you use the more you have oh yes it's like a momentum 
Right. Like you. It's a muscle. Yeah. Right. You, you have to, and that's how I think about that stuff. Right. Is that like, you have to keep doing it, and if you don't keep doing it, then you start to go, okay, well, maybe now I might need a half an hour to get into this project. Right. If, if again, I can answer the question you had for Mo in, in the way I do. Like, if I'm approaching a portrait, how am I going to light this portrait? Okay. Well, I know how to light a portrait. Cool. But now it's all right. Let me dive deeper. Because, and this is even something that Dre has shared, right, in the design, right? Like, you're going to go approach a design, okay, I know how to make things look good, but what's the foundation of this? Like, what, am, what message do I want to have? What mood do I want to have? Is there psychology connected to that? Is there a tone? Is there, how am I feeling? Like, all of that is then going to influence, okay, well, I'm going to light this portrait moody. Well, why are you going to do it moody? Because of X, Y, and Z. Or I'm going to light this portrait bright. I don't know if the same is for you, right? When, you're, when you have this food, right, you have this warm yellow bread, and you're like, well, what colors can I use to offset that? Or how do I want, do I want this to feel moody? Do I want this to be a moody bread or do I want this to be a happy bread? You know, that kind of stuff. Food is different because it's, colors are one thing. The objective of food styling and food photography is how do you make somebody want to eat it when it's two-dimensional? Yeah. So you really have to get into the psychology of, like, the way something is melted or the reaction with another object, like Jarlsberg, the cheese pulls. Cheese pulls. So <laughs> let's make a note. The we had a little recording glitch. Bree had to go, you know, school. Um and we're just gonna pick right back up. So I, I think the idea of when when you're approaching a creative project for the first time, right, there's more than just what colors, right? But that's obviously a thing you think about. And it's more than just, you know, do I wanna go vertical, horizontal, square? Like what's there's so many factors that I think kind of go into that. And what we were talking about, that, that quote, right, the, the muscle memory, right, is that the more you work it, or I guess the more you use it, the, the, the stronger it gets, right? Like, like any kind of muscle, I suppose. Now I remember what your question was. <laughs> about education. Education versus, like, repetition. repetition. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Say, say it again. <laughs> yeah, I guess just, like, obviously they're both very important, but would you say one is more important than the other from here on out in your success? Or are they always going to be in parallel you're always going to be doing you're always going to be you know seeing what other people are doing learning how cheese melts learning how cheese photographs like would would you put more weight in one or the other no i think they're both equally important like i don't just last week i'm like why have i never looked up like how do food stylists do their job right <laughs> i literally am like what's in their toolkits like what's yeah, What's the, a normal? There's no handbook. No, there's no. Yeah, is, is the education <laughs> process like just documenting and observing what other people are doing? Or is it literally like looking up chemically, like how things burn and how things cook? And I mean, I don't know, because I'm naturally like fascinated by that. And I like look it up all the time. And like I'm always doing trial and error. <laughs> I see that. Like if, if you follow if you follow Mo on her Instagram, you'll see like. She'll make bread, and she's like, all right, here's behind the scenes. Like, it's, it's all ready to go in the oven. Pop it out of the oven. It's like, she'll pull it out and be like, that broke apart. And, like, she makes these dope, like, woven, like, carved thing. I don't know. There's probably a word for that. But, like, beautiful carved, like, the top of her bread when it when it opens. Oh, it, it's called scoring. Score, right. Oh, okay, of course. Like scoring. Yeah. And she'll do it, and it's just like, nope. Got to. And, and right lesson learned. So you do it again. But the it's trouble is with that is how long does it take to bake a loaf of freaking bread? It can take a long time. Right. Because like, sourdough, it it took me a month to get that sourdough started. Right. All right. You got to get the starter. Yeah. Right. You got to you gotta nurture the uh, 
Yep. And then on your environment, the humidity levels. How, how do you make a starter? It's just flour, water. It's just flour and water. You can and add fermentation, sugar right? or salt. No, not even. No, I don't think there's even salt. It feeds off of the sugar. It just starts to become alive. Mm-hmm. And then that's your starter. Then and you, then you have to see them wait a month and then see if. No, you have to feed it every single day. Right. And sometimes that becomes, twice a That's day. your yeast, correct? It's a lot. Talking about a piece of bread, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yes. like it's coming dog. alive. But dude, isn't that crazy? You gotta yeah. feed it. You yeah. gotta feed it. Do you name them? Yeah, that people actually name them. My mom's was named Daisy. Once, <laughs> uh-huh. it was always Daisy. Hers well, was Daisy. You keep it conti- like you keep that going, right? Yeah, like, I that's killed a mine, thing. but yeah. Oh, because oh, well, I got like. like a <laughs> Exactly. Well, it was because it was during the pandemic. Like, I was one of those bread people. So many people had, right. People were talking about having, like, human babies. Like, no, there was a lot of yeast babies out there. People got, like, dog parents. No, it's, like, yeast parents. Yep. I had a buddy who, like, really got hardcore into it. And he got into, he was more into the science. Yeah. Right? And, like, that's where he became. And, like, he just, like, made a piece of bread. Didn't really care. Like, tasted nice. But, like, he was into the science. No, there's so, it was so just cool. many variants. It's right. Crazy. For freaking bread. And then there's a whole like community in it, and like people can get like how sommeliers is that what they're called like with wine, how they oh. can get like super snotty oh, and whatever. Sure, it's sure. the same thing for bread. bread like snobs. oh, you don't know, your your flour isn't like hand milled. <laughs> it's just yeah, I, I love so, it. different. So I guess as a food artist, what's the the actual like what's the professional term? Fartist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to. You get there was a softball chilling right there, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's just a food stylist. So, well, so, as a food stylist, do you make foods with the idea of being eaten, or so, do you prioritize that these need to look good to be photographed? Depends on the project because I'm also a recipe developer. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> I need oh, yeah. Like, DJ Khaled to come and make yeah. another one. Every time she named the profession, she's done. And another one. I just, I just do the things and. But those are all closely related, right? Like, because I would call you, I would consider you a baker, right? I would consider you a chef, right? And and the crossover is like you know how to make these delicious things, and then you're like, well, like you said, like I might as well photograph them. They look amazing. So then that trifecta just gets created, and it's like. I can make all of this stuff. Oh, you know what would taste good together is this and this. Let's do that. And it's like, oh, it looks beautiful. Might as well take a photo. Yeah, that's... Um, it's kind of like the wedding cake dilemma. It's like, do you make it to taste good for the guests or you just make <laughs> it to be photographed? Right. Well, recipe development is a totally different game. It's talk about communications, clients, and their ideas. What I've learned about recipe development is that people can't follow directions. <laughs> no, they cannot. Oh, okay. So, so, so you make the recipes, right? And they're like, here's this amazing recipe for your product and your brand. And then they go to make it and they're like, how come we don't, it's not the good? It's, Isn't that crazy? It is. But then like, it's literally I, step I like by to step. reflect and be like, could I have worded it better? Mm. Could I have presented it better? And with the website, what I've learned, because like, I was like comparing and contrasting like what what do people gravitate towards and why like there are a lot of visual learners um Mm. videos people can understand better like it goes back to the senses just like with cooking of like sight seeing (laughs) that's the same thing hearing seeing touching that's the cool thing about food right is that it's one of the if not the only art that 
um, utilizes all of the senses, right? And that's kind of what makes it amazing is that it's it's art that can be consumed, it can be heard, it can be touched, it can be tasted, it can be smelled, right? That's shared. Oh, and shared. Look at that. Six isn't cents. Isn't it wild though that you can probably put take this whole office? What are there? Forty of us. Let's say forty of us. You can give us a seven ingredient five-step recipe mm. all 40 of those are going to come out different which yeah. is wild when you think about how like little room for variant there should be there should be right and everyone's going to come out different it's, yeah it's unless wild. well unless you wrote the recipe no. mm, <laughs> nice but like if if you give like less room for people to guess like if you hit them with visuals with written with like speaking sure and like hands-on like you're communicating a whole bunch of different things that can help somebody understand and oil I think is that's a like, weird one i feel like they just say cooking oil a lot and i feel like that just leaves a lot of room for am i using olive oil am there's I too many oil? there's I'm too many oils oil? i think that's Avocado what you're saying oil? too many oils it's, i don't think there's too much just tell me which one you made it with specifically <laughs> and then right. like in parentheses being like could be subbed out with this one but i want to know what you did that's I like I that. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll like make little notes at the bottom. Like I use avocado oil because it's like. Um, I like the why. <laughs> I want the why. Why'd you use avocado oil? Follow up question. But yeah, I want you to finish. <laughs> um, avocado oil. It has a higher smoking point, so like, it doesn't completely burn things immediately. Oh. oh okay. And um, what? It doesn't make your body flare up as much. What's the word? It's less. Inflaming. Mm. And a then lot of oils. Can somewhat similarly, how similar are chicken stock and white wine? Because I feel like they're always told I can substitute those two things. Chicken stock and white wine? Chicken broth or white wine. I feel like those were always She like did not have the what? response that, yeah, <laughs> that those recipes should like, give. I'm getting those? my recipes. <laughs> <laughs> you can do chicken stock or white wine. Yeah. Or if you you can put vinegar. This. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just water is fine. <laughs> you know, something moist. <laughs> <laughs> Spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. But well, no, I, I think that's a really good point, right? Is that recognizing that people learn in different ways, yeah. right? Auditory, visual, kinesthetic, right? There's different, there's so much of that. And at least for me, I know I'm definitely more of a kinesthetic. Like I need that hands-on. So if I'm making something, I need to, I need to be in it. If I read a book, I have no idea how to make that. Like you could, I could recite that thing 20 times over and I wouldn't be able to tell you. But if I made it once, maybe twice, then I would, I, I don't have to look at that book ever again. Right, I can just make it because it's going to be programmed. I mean, I might have to check: is it one and a half <laughs> teaspoons? Is it two teaspoons? Right, um, but it's that hands-on. Oh, I remember. Right, I had to do this. That's how I process most of, of everything I do, and that's so much of it in the studio, behind the camera, adjusting the settings, seeing the light. Like that's how I process, and that's how I learn. I feel like I have OCD. Like even if I know the recipe, I still pull it up every time if I'm going. <laughs> Anywhere, driving anywhere, I put the directions every single time. Ah, uh, fair. And I think that's also, see, I like cooking more than I like baking. I think for the reason of, like, I could do a dash. I could do a big dash. I'm in the mood for a lot. Like, let me go for it versus, like, it needs to be this or it will be destroyed. It's yeah. literally. It's that. It's, it's, it's science. It's chemistry. It's, right. It is. You it's, can't yeah. mess up. They say um, bakers can cook, but less often cooks can bake. can't bake right or like they can it just the different professions um right as a pastry if you're going into pastries like you'll understand the basics of why things work better on like a molecular level mm. versus like cooking you can like 
fix it. Yeah, Baking, right, you mess right. up, you mess up. Start over. <laughs> yep. Do it again. A lot of pressure. Like we're, we're coming up on time a little bit here, but I do Agreed. want all, all three of us to go around and say, you know, if I came to your house and you wanted to impress me with food, what are the three things you're making? You know, I would need to know what you like. I do not have a single one and done recipe because I like to cook to satisfy the person I'm cooking for. Great answer. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. No, yeah. I, I literally shut down. Val asked me the same question. I'm like, I couldn't answer her. What I interpret that as, what, what can I cook? What Wait, can, I, right, I can right. make everything. What do you right. like? I'm like, you're top three things just, blindfold. Just brush the shoulder a little bit. <laughs> um, but okay, so then if I could spin that as a different, maybe a different way to have that answer is like, what would you make for yourself? Like like a like a dope dish. You're like, yo, I'm in the mood. I got tonight. time. Like what I want to mood for tonight. I want to make something real dope. And not worried about inviting people over. I just want to make something real dope. Uh, I don't know, because I'm in a different mood each day. <laughs> what about today? What you, okay, what so make? today like right is kind of chilly. You guys are good. You guys are good. Yeah. <laughs> today, since it's kind of chilly, I would make... Um, so I would just recreate the recipe that I just made. <laughs> it's um, a beef bourguignon pot pie with a sage mm. and parmesan... Um, pie dough crust and it's kind of like it's like having a little biscuit on top that's like cheesy and melty it oh, sounds like you should so start that three days ago if you want to finish that in a day i'll, I'll bring it next time and long, there is wine in it from start to finish start to finish mm. probably like four or five hours wow I got a feeling, Jeff, your answer is not aligned. I know my answer is not aligned at all. Well, with my having answer is seven-minute garlic bread. Seven-minute mm. garlic bread? Seven minutes. <laughs> nice. I have an account if you want to follow me. I'm kind of a, gar- yeah. I'm kind of a, a big deal in the garlic bread community. So what is it? Are you going to drop the handle? <laughs> yeah, I'll just drop it publicly, should I? Yeah. <laughs> it is GB Loco. <laughs> oh, you're great. serious. Hold on. Wait, you're serious. You've never seen this? No. Show you. Whoa, garlic bread king. I follow you on Instagram. Forget about it. Oh my god, that's amazing. Look, I'll show you right now. Never I seen love this. the no, puns. Hold on. I don't do it enough as I used to, but it was like, yeah, it's one of those. Dude, stop that's it. That's great. That would be that. Pizza. I guess I like dough and bread and crepes. Those are like the three things I, I enjoy Yo, making. you have some awesome puns. Loaf out Dude, loud. Yo, what? How come? <laughs> Thick John. Chief bread officer. <laughs> you seen no, this is my first time seeing this. This is great. Really? I post them all the time. Well, I don't I post them as much. As I follow your other account. Often. Yeah, and I, re- I like share them oh, on that I, account all the time. I guess maybe I just see it. I'm like, oh, cool, bread. He has risen. <laughs> Jeff likes bread. Dude, that's great. All right, so then now you got to bring in bread. Are you coming in tomorrow? Do we have an oven? No. Keep... My bread doesn't travel for it. Oh, oh fair. okay, <laughs> fair. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm probably going to make you some salmon. A little mm. asparagus, maybe. Mm-hmm. And some some type of starch, get a little potato in there, right? I think that's where I would go. Either that or swap out the salmon, and maybe a little scallops. Mm. Go. I'm going seafood, I guess. I don't even made scallops. I'm going afraid. seafood. Ooh, People so are fun. afraid to make scallops. No, I'm not. Scallops I don't know. Like if you miss the time mark by like a minute. No. I've got a strong stomach, cues. so I kind of don't mind. And it's just like, yeah, it's squishy. It's like a nice <laughs> little marshmallow. Pop it in, you're good to go. And it's just simple, just garlic and maybe some avocado oil. Nah. Butter. No. Okay, butter? butter? Just straight butter. Straight butter. No oil. Mm. You wouldn't even go oil. Just no, butter, right? Butter. Because mm. <laughs> you want it you want it juicy. Simple it's not even a, it's not even like a dinner food. The simple thing I make is I'll just take corn tortillas, chop them in half, oil, boom, 
like I'm at a Mexican restaurant. Done. <laughs> little crystallized pink crystal salt. Mm, that Himalayan? A few things better than that. That's so simple. I love Except, it. obviously, it makes my stomach turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salinas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Mo. First of all, thank you, Mo. And thank you to Bree. I know she already uh, had to go. This is fun, Jeff. It is. Yeah. I, like this. I gotta see how this comes. I feel like I, I might have to remove the lamp. We'll have to see the setup. Yeah, and, and you know the audio might have been a little rough in this one. The heater's kicking in and out, and there's there's uh, you know ambient noise. But I like the setup. It's this fun. Is fun. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about the heater until you said it. So now it's oh, gonna that's be in my mind. That's all. Time. Like I'm always like anytime anything happens, I'm like ah contaminated audio. Ah, this thing is over. <laughs> that's that's my job. That's what I do. That is your job. That's what I do. So thank you guys for hanging out. Until the next one, um, go ahead and get yourself a uh, right dumb book. Sponsored by James Dow. Sponsored by James Dow. Thanks, James. Over and out. See? <laughs> <laughs>